Welcome to the Online Course Masters Show, where we learn from the best online course creators how to better create and sell our very own courses. I'm your host, Phil Ebner, and I'm chatting with Scott Duffy, a course creator with expertise in SEO, course validation, and a bunch of technology I don't understand. He's a course creator always willing to share ideas, and I can't wait to get some advice today. Visit OnlineCourseMasters.com for show notes to watch the video version of this episode and see an archive of all our past guests. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. The one thing you can do for me is leave a review for the show, which helps us expand to an even larger audience. Thanks, and let's get straight to the interview. Hey, Scott, welcome to the show, which is called the Online Course Masters. I came up with the name officially now. So welcome to the show. Congratulations. <laughs> Congrats. So, Scott, we've known each other for a while, and I know a little bit about your backstory, but can you share with the listeners what is your backstory, where you're from, and what have you been doing with your life up until the point when you started creating online courses? What have I been doing with my life? Such a deep question. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I've taken um, about 20 plus years in uh, programming and technology. So I started out as a developer, and I uh, became a, a development manager and I ran some teams and I had people reporting to me an architect of uh, software architect and all these sort of roles with senior roles within uh, technology. Now, incidentally, on the side, I was always like, well, I love the Internet and I wish there was some way that I can uh, profit from uh, this. And I saw a lot of people that were doing pretty well. So I started blogging. I tried Twitter, I tried, um, you know, running Blogspot or all these different uh, blogging options, trying to make money with ads, tried everything. Um, but then I, I sort of sat down one day, well, I don't know if we're getting too far into the story, but I realized that I loved taking courses. So going to Coursera, I signed up for something like 50 Coursera courses, and I've taken those. Um, Udacity, the early days of the multi, uh, you know, the MOOC, right. the massive online course movement that started about six or seven years ago. And um, I thought, I love that. And I love technology. And what if I was to combine those two loves and create something? And that's how I stumbled into making courses. Got it. And so what you knew about these big platforms, and that's kind of how I kind of figured out or learned about the online learning world with the MOOCs, was Udemy the first place that you saw where you thought, oh, I could teach an online course? Or was there another platform you saw? Or were you just kind of like, oh, there's these MOOCs, maybe I could create an online course and figure well, out where to put it? So uh, I mentioned blogging already. I have a site called Course Mania, coursemania.com, little plug. Mm -hmm. um, and so for a year, I was taking courses and I would blog about it. And that's how I started taking so many courses. I would I would take a course and I'd say, this is a pretty good course or this isn't that good. And I started taking edX and, and Udacity and, and um, uh, Coursera. And then suddenly, I don't I don't know, remember exactly how, but I got a coupon for a Udemy course. And it was probably one of the silliest courses. Um, I, if you recall back like three years ago on Udemy, you could create a fairly um, – low quality course and post it to Udemy and 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 still make a go of it back then it's changed a little bit but um I took a course on how to survive in Brazil during the Olympics 
And I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> you know, but then you, when you see the, you know, and you, you fall into that thing where you join the studio and you start to see other instructors talking and you're like, for, so first I wanted the free coupons. And then I saw, hey, wait a second, people are making money and I like money. So uh, let's, uh, let's, it can't, seemed to be a perfect thing for me. Uh, and I didn't know what I was doing, but I thought, you know what? This is a great opportunity. I saw it and it, it clicked immediately. Got it. So what was that first course that you taught? So, um, and, and so coincidentally as a career, like I said, I was doing software architecture, which is, um, the design of large enterprise scale, uh, banking air government, uh, systems that have hundreds of moving pieces. And so there was a certification for that. And when I learned about the certification from a friend, I'm like, wow, that's interesting. And I started Googling around and I saw that they were offering classes for $2,000 to go take the certification. And I'm like, that's crazy. I'm not going to pay $2,000. And then even an online video course was $800. And so I said, man, I wish there was, uh, you know, I want to take this course, but I kind of, I'm not going to pay $800 or $2,000. Right. And again, light bulb, Udemy, you know, certification, no cheap option for this, this training. And there no, wasn't anything on Udemy at this point. No. Well, there was one course that was on the topic, but it was, I mean, the instructor wasn't there. It had low reviews. It, even back then, when, when five-star reviews were normal, it wasn't a five-star course. So I was like, hmm, I could be the second course. And uh, I, I made it a purposeful intention to be active and alive and human and get my face on the screen and say, I will teach you and I want you to succeed. And so I um, uh, sort of saw that as a weakness in the other course and, and was the second course on Udemy on, on this topic called TOGAF. Nice. And um, I, I know you've ha you had pretty good success that first month with that course. Well, yeah, I, I, um, I actually got the notification. So back then Udemy used to email you every time you got a sale. And I got an email that I had a sale. I, I launched the course at $49. And I got a sale at full price on the afternoon that the course went live. So I got the sale email before I got the email from the review team saying my course was approved. And I'm like, $49, that's so cool. And I, you know, you get to keep half, so $25 to me. I, I mean, I was making about $100 a month uh, on Google AdWords at the time. So having $25 in one moment was like, that's okay. I can, I can do this uh, every, every once in a while. Um, then I got really, really lucky, which you know, and I think a lot of people know, is Udemy has their Black Friday sale in November every year. Uh, I launched my course on October 31st, 2014. I want to say 14. Man, uh -huh. this time flies, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so just over two years ago, uh, just two weeks before Black Friday, and then when that came, it was like, like the... A river. I was walking around the store. I had my phone, refreshing the email. Every time the email came in, I actually did something which is kind of stupid in, in hindsight. But this was back then. I changed the uh, notification sound on my Gmail to be a dollar, you know, ch -ch -ch ding yep. ding. Nice. Every time an email came in from you to me, and so I'd be walking around, ch ching ch ching. It was that like, is so funny. I did a similar thing. I didn't have a cool phone <laughs> that allowed me to do that, but I was able to forward the phone or the email from Udemy to my 
my phone number, like my Verizon, I had like a okay. phone number like from Verizon that like you could send a text or an email. And so I'd get texts every time I made a sale. And that was like amazing. I remember actually listening to the Smart Passive Income show and one of yeah. Pat Flynn's very earliest episodes, he talks about that where he, he set that up and he was on vacation or something in Hawaii. Wow. And he remembers like just getting notifications on his phone. So yeah. I did that. And that yeah, that in the beginning, it in the beginning, it was just like every sale was just like so amazing. And it's yeah, it's yeah. kind of unfortunate that over time and it as is. you know, we've both been very successful with this. It's those those individual sales aren't as amazing as they were. And yeah. they should be, though. <laughs> they yeah i can remember i still think back to that guy the first guy who bought my course for 49 dollars, and i i think i mused out loud uh, a couple months ago i should do something for him i should like email him and say like here's your 49 dollars back yeah. <laughs> yeah. or uh you know like send him something in the mail i just i wish i could like you know that first five dollars that the barber shop gets and they put yeah, it on the, it on the, the wall, wall. Yep. Um, but I'm absolutely right. When I, when I see people posting in the studio or lounge about, hey, I had a guy buy my course and then six minutes later he refunded. I'm like, geez, if I could remember uh, what how many minutes passed between a sale and a refund, like that's just – yeah, at some point you uh, – unfortunately, but uh, fortunately, yeah. um, you know, you, you get to a point where, where sales happen every day. And so, yeah, it loses some of its specialness, but uh, I absolutely am super grateful, and I know you are too, uh, for what this uh, life of, of teaching has been able to uh, give to me. Yeah, is there anything you can share, like what has Udemy allowed you to do with your life or with your job or income or anything like that? Sure. Um, so I've been very fortunate. Uh, I don't talk about my income in dollar terms. But you can see from my Udemy profile, um, I have more than 30,000 students. I don't believe in free coupons, so I don't give out free coupons to any of my courses. So if you see a paid course with the name Scott Duffy on it, you'll know that every student paid. Um, and so uh, I, I can say that, um, you know, I've been through – so I, I'm a, in, in, I have a day job actually. This is a funny story is – I continue to go to work. I wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. I, I head into an office, uh, work on a, in a job, but I enjoy my job. Um, I like the people. I like the work. It's a relaxing environment. And then I work on my Udemy stuff at night. But ironically, I make more money on Udemy than I make in my day job, but I'm not planning to quit. Yeah. So that's, um, that's really interesting. Yeah. I actually like the structure. It's um, I've gone through periods of I've had a job and then when my job ended, uh, I said, you know, I'm not going to look for another job right away. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to try to make another course. I'm going to go on vacation. And it's just uh, it's just always been hard for me to be. I, I am less productive when I'm unemployed than when I am employed. And it's a weird thing. I need to I need to see a psychiatrist. Uh, I need to see. Uh, something, we just need but, to talk, Scott. We'll have these conversations. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, and maybe I'm learning because I'm getting more structured in my uh, in my Udemy thing. I'm starting a what's called a bullet journal, mm. and so I've I've been been writing down my tasks, and I know. T so today I know what I've got to do tonight, 
and I, and tonight I'll make sure I'll know what I do tomorrow. Like I have a, a list of, of sort of tasks. Nice. So, um, that might be what I need to, to when next time I, I don't have a job, um, not have to be so unproductive, but so well, what does it allow me to do? It's, it's freedom. It's uh, money in the bank. I bought a car. I a nice don't have car. to worry about. Um, I don't have to worry about if if it ever gets to a point where I don't like my job, and I oh, it happened to me earlier this year. I had a job that um, at the big no earlier this year, January of last year, where it was tough hours and my bosses weren't very good and I didn't feel the support, and I just told my boss, you know what, you guys need somebody else. Uh, this isn't for me. And you can have as much. I'll give you a month's notice because I'm not concerned. And I didn't even need to uh, worry. You can just sort of live your life on your own terms. Yeah. That's uh, ultimately freedom. Perhaps. It's that freedom. I think uh, that freedom for, for everything with the job and the money. And and I I was working full time for most of the time that I was creating online courses similar to you to the point where I was making more money from Udemy courses than my full-time job and there was just something about it where like yeah going to work you realize it's kind of like on your terms yeah even if even though you're not the boss and even though you're you know you have to do what other people say it's it's that freedom or just like a sense of like you know this is I want to be here and I want to do a good job uh and it and it is kind of on my terms and and there's also something to be said about just continuing to work and be productive in another area of life. I'll be honest that sometimes I'm here and it's just like, it starts to get repetitive doing courses and the marketing of courses and the website by myself every single day. So sometimes I'm like, next job, I'm going to be like a postman and I'm going to be walking (laughs) up the streets every single day, getting outside. Yeah, (laughs) open a coffee shop or something. And something I don't have to think about at all. Just like... (laughs) Some sort of repetition. <laughs> but you um, went and did a uh, documentary last – was it last year? So you can – you have this freedom um, where you doesn't have to be courses. It can be a, some sort of passion project. You can help other people. You can highlight a person who deserves to have their uh, story told. So you've got um, – you know, those are those are sort of great, great freedoms that you have. And I, I don't have the same um, – desires to go out and film and film people like that but i do want to help people and so people ask me someone somebody asked me why i'm so active in the groups the facebook groups and i used to get the joke i mean last year year before does udemy pay you you know how come you have all day to spend in facebook and it's like well yeah kind of udemy pays me and yeah i like helping people so this is how um, how I choose to spend some of my time is is answering questions and and encouraging people and celebrating their successes. So yeah, that's really um, that's really true about me. And I mean, I remember coming out of school, like my goal was to like make enough money and have enough time to be able to work on my own projects. And I'm luckily kind of in that spot right now. So yeah. about you to me and the classes, I on this episode or on this podcast, I've talked to people who are just doing Skillshare. I'm talking to people who are doing Skillshare and Udemy. I'm talking to about people who are self-hosting Udemy, doing premium courses. You're mm-hmm. someone who's been on Udemy, who's been very supportive of Udemy. And so what's your take on Udemy and uh, why is it a good platform to start out with? Or why should someone just kind of focus mm-hmm. on Udemy? So um, first of all, Udemy is 
uh, as a platform to start, um, I think they've got a really supportive team and a supportive environment. It costs you nothing. You can create an account, create a test video. Udemy employees will review it and give you feedback. The studio and other people will give you feedback. As you, They've got some fairly easy-to-use tools for you to create your course. And, um, you know, I think there's definitely uh, – they've been working. One of their priorities for last year was making it even easier for new instructors to get into their platform. And so I think in terms of comparing the Teachables and the Thinkifics of the world, Skillshare's, or self-hosting, I think out of all those options, Udemy is the easiest platform to start. I don't think there's any debate that anyone can can put to that. That being said, as you reach uh, some of those higher levels, um, then these options, these other options become easier because then you can hire someone to help you or you can you have an established income and you can actually branch out and the money still comes in. So, um, you know, I I'm very intentional about who I'm working with. And I've been approached over the years, I'm sure you are as well, but I've been approached by a lot of the platforms that everyone's on. If you've heard of a platform, they've probably emailed me and said, we'd like to have a course or something. Generally, uh, I don't pay much attention to it because I feel like if you're intentional and you're focused, you actually um, succeed where you put your focus. And so uh, some instructors have taken their focus away from Udemy and start trying to host self-host or go on some other platform. And then they go on, they start complaining that they, their, their income didn't go that crazy on Black Friday. How come everyone else's did? Or they're still not recovered to the money that they were making before Udemy did their price change. And to me, that's like, well, you stopped caring about Udemy and Udemy stopped caring about you, right? Yeah. It's a... If you believe in a sort of uh, the secret or you believe in uh, anything you believe in, you, whatever you give love to will give love back to you. And so uh, I've been very vocal about my support for Udemy and Udemy has done very well taking care of me. And I'm, uh, I can say without hesitation, I will forever be grateful for how I got into it and how well I've done, even if it was to end tomorrow and I'd be on my own. They were to, to um, cut me adrift for whatever reason. Um, I can't gr- begrudge them because I've done uh, so well. And, um, you know, I've, I'm still grateful for that. That being said, uh, different platforms have different purposes. So Skillshare has a real focus on uh, shorter courses, um, you know, single sort of single skills and uh, designers and graphic artists and craftspeople. You know, sort of like it's a it's a um, arts artsier platform. Definitely. Um, and and uh, but again, you can sit down in a Skillshare course, and in a single evening, you can watch the whole thing and do the project, and that's a you've done a you, you can say you're accomplished. But I can confidently say that you can't sit down and watch my course in a single evening. You can't sit down and watch Phil's course in a single evening, and uh, you know claim to be able to to master that skill. So. Um, different platforms for different purposes. I think that, yeah, well, that's all really a good explanation of what the different platforms are and why Udemy is so good. And one thing about Udemy, too, that you didn't mention is that the fact that really if you are doing your own sales and you want to use it as a platform where you're promoting your courses yourself, 
they don't really make any money. You get 97% of that sale. They only charge 3%, which is probably just the transaction fee the of that. The credit card fee, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like compared to even Skillshare or self-hosting or whatever with Thinkific or Teachable, you're still going to make more percent from every sale on yeah. Udemy. Although, I mean, we have to say, in fairness, Udemy gets your student, right? Yep. So uh, you bring them, it, co- it costs you nothing, you get 100% of their income, but they've got a person who buys courses online in their database. So it's a, I, I don't feel, it's not an unfair transaction for them. Right, um, right. That's why a lot of instructors, and the fact is you can't get the data out, you can't get the email addresses, um, that's where it's a, a sore point for some people in terms of, um, being more your asset, you know, right. and I see that. I see that. Um, I keep saying to you, to me, and I've said it to them, and I'll say it. I say it in groups. Um, they really need to to think about when you, when somebody like like yourself, myself, and and uh, there's hundreds hundreds of people that are you can say are successful. Um, how do we continue working with you, to me, that is both beneficial to both of us, as opposed to so new instructors. It's great. We need fresh courses and fresh uh, people have a democratic right to express themselves and, and sell their courses. Mm-hmm. But once you receive reach to a certain income, they need to take away the temptation to leave. Right. But uh, I don't think they're doing a great job. And I think that that brings upper, up my next end. question about mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts when you see other people selling their courses on their own site and who may tell you say like. You can sell your courses for a lot more and probably make a lot more money than on Udemy uh, if you do it through your own methods. That's something that I hear a lot, and I I always Mm -hmm. think that. And earlier in 2016, I kind of started going down that route, and then my Udemy sales started to hurt. So it was exactly what you said. Yeah, It's where my focus was, but then I turned back to Udemy, and it's been more successful now. Yeah. So uh, I'll say a couple things that I don't think people realize. Hopefully this is sort of like a light bulb will go off on some people who are listening to this. Um, to, I think Udemy has something like 300 employees, right? And what do you think those 300 employees do, right? Are they they're all server people that are keeping the servers running? No, maybe there's 20 people. Maybe there's 50 people that do the programming. And that leaves a couple of hundred people whose titles are generally sales and marketing. Okay, so both Phil and myself and all 30,000 other instructors on Udemy have 200 employees who are looking for ways to sell our courses. Now, they don't um, do it equally. So your course has to prove that it's a 4.5 or 5-star course. And it's, you know, when the right student is presented with it, they're willing to purchase it. You know, once you've you've sort of passed that that litmus test of it's a, an interesting course that it's good course, um, they're advertising. They're they're trying to rack their brains on ways to increase the sales. And so uh, now I'm a solo person. I don't have employees. I I hire out people one or two at a time, and then I let them. You know, it's like I don't have an, even ongoing contractors. Um, but I have 200 people who know who Scott Duffy is and we're trying to sell my course or thinking of new and interesting ways to sell my course among other people's courses. Um, so that's why when I see people in, in the groups that are insulting you to me and they're saying you to me is this, they're so idiots, they're this and that. And they're, they're starting to use these words. I'm like, yeah. Dude, 
you got to, you know you're insulting 200 people um, who who will then not want to sell your course. So what like what is the intelligence of that? So I think people think it's all automated that the computers take care of everything, yeah. but there's a lot of people that are working behind the scenes that you don't know. That um, so so like maybe I don't even remember where we were going with this, but I think it's um, people need to realize Udemy is a company of of people. And if you build connections and you make friends and you um, work with them and you give them what they need and they give you what you need and it's a, a symbiotic relationship and you both benefit. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're psychopathic psycho psychopantic what's the word if you're just trying to suck out every dollar that you can for every penny that you can from every student that you can um, they're not going to be too interested in that relationship. Right. And at the end of the day, like you said, you have to create a great course. Uh, they're not going to try to sell a course that students don't like. Yeah. So they don't want to sell the 100th best iOS course. They want to sell those top 10 iOS courses. Yeah. Uh, that's why those categories are so tough. Well, I that's a, yeah, that's a really <laughs> good point is like those t categories. And we're only a few years into this. But yeah. some categories are just so hard to break into. So what advice do you have for new instructors who that's all their skills? They have skills even in like photography or right. or app development. Like how do you break into this this world of Udemy right now? Right. So um, absolutely. Let's my take has always been that um, you have to have they, they call this in marketing unique selling proposition. So you have to come to the market with something that students are not going to get from anyone else. Now, you may be funnier. You may be project-focused while everyone else is teaching the theory. Uh, you may have better quality videos, but that's very hard these days. Um, you may be shorter. You may be longer. Like, there's got to be something that somebody's going to look at your course and say, oh, I've been looking for a course like that, and I haven't found it till now. Mm -hmm. um, so if you are um, got lower quality videos and shorter courses and cover less topics and have less stars. Um, and like, what is, why would anyone ever purchase your course compared to your competitor? So when I, I do this and I'll, I can say confidently, I've done this four times, uh, four times I sat down, I looked at the Udemy marketplace and I said, huh, there's not really a good course on this topic. And if I create the best course on this topic, I'm going to be able to capture more than 50% of the sales. And so like I'll say – I can say this now. Um, uh, I looked at the Azure topic. Microsoft Azure is a cloud platform similar to Amazon AWS, and I have two courses on Azure. But before I decided to get into Azure, I spent a month going every single day into Udemy, and I did a search for Azure, and I added up the number of students – on, on every course, and then I was just tracking their sales. Every day, five new persons added to this. Oh, one refunded. I can actually see one getting added and one being subtracted as I go in every day. And so I knew there was about 30 sales a day in this category. I could confidently say I knew uh, the size of the market and I could create a course that was best. So what do you do? You pick a topic that you can you can say you're different than somebody. And you can communicate that value, um, and then you can then you just go off and create the course. So don't create the lesser course. Just don't do it. Don't bother. You're wasting your time. Yeah, and so that's a lot of time and effort to go into Udemy every day for a month. Are there uh, any it took other me ways? About sixty seconds a day. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it paid off, I guess. Obviously, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I, I, I can say I, well, I, I can't say, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that course has, um, uh, three or 4,000 students by now. And I, and so, you know, those are, you can do the math on that. Well, um, yeah, you gotta come up ways? with some sort of app that you can just plug in a topic and yeah. track that. I think you and I know. me would we need be... Semrush for Semrush for you to me. Yeah, totally. So that's good for validation. <laughs> I think that's the key thing that I know you're good at is making sure that a course is valid. Uh, yeah. In terms of course production, do you have any tips on just how to make a good course? So I'll say I can say that my very first course is is not my best course in terms of quality. I think that's going to be universally true. So creating good quality audio and video is a skill and you can only get better by practicing. And at some point you have to stop practicing and you have to start playing. And so, um, you know, Wayne Gretzky was not Wayne Gretzky the first time he put skates on. Right. So, um, so I think, uh, I would say generally when you're first starting out, you don't have to necessarily be so ambitious that you're going to create a 60 hour course and you're going to do all talking heads and you're going to have fancy graphics flying in and out. Like you're going to, that's, I can call this validating your idea. If you know, like I did for Azure, if you pick a topic and you're like, I'm going to create a topic on this. It's pretty unique. I would say pick a, pick a topic that's two or three hours, something in a couple of hours range. Um, create a good quality course, but it doesn't have to be fancy. Um, so if it's PowerPoint slides, put yourself in a little corner talking head or interweave your talking head with the PowerPoint. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be this kind of quality that you see from people like Phil who are, uh, you know, college trained experts at this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I guess you just have to get started and get practicing. Are you enjoying this episode? We hope you're learning to become a better course creator. If you want to fast track your success, get the free seven step guide to success at onlinecoursemasters.com. Now let's get back to the show. What about for like coming up with a course structure that's engaging? I hear all the time that, especially now that Udemy's prom- Udemy prompts students to leave reviews after, what is it, 10 minutes of content. Yeah. How are you structuring your class uh, to increase engagement and make sure students are happy, especially in the beginning. So this is really important. And a lot of um, instructors are, they wish they can just create whatever course that they wanted. Um, And without regard to, you know, they want this review system to go away. Um, I think that Udemy is very clear that they want their courses to be engaging almost immediately. And for the student to feel within the first couple of lessons Ah, I'm learning something. This is interesting. So far, so good. And not be like, where's this guy going? What's he talking about? I don't want to hear about this yet. So here's some some tips for that. One is don't spend too much time talking about yourself. Okay, it's a universal law that people prefer to talk here about them than they hear to talk about you. Okay, so um, get right into something that has to do with them, and and don't spend 16 minutes telling me about your college experience or what degree you have or thinking like that. So spend like, I have a six in one in my courses recently, 60 seconds. And as I do that as a trivia, it's like 10 things about Scott and I just fly through them in 60 seconds. And that's my um, way of introducing myself is as quickly as possible. Um, I saw a really good trick. There's a course on AdWords. I can't remember who the instructor is, but 
Um, number one course on AdWords on Udemy. It's almost 4.8 rated, 5,000 reviews. Like, I think I, I've seen that course. I, yeah. I've wondered, how does that guy get... I'll tell you how he does it, okay? So his first video is 18 minutes long, okay, first of all. Video number one, and we know that video number one is also the free preview forced video. So he's got a video that is an introduction it's 18 minutes, so Udemy is not going inter to interrupt them to ask for a review. And he shows you something that I, – I mean I'm, I've been around internet marketing for a long time, and I didn't know AdWords had this capability. He showed me uh, writing programming code within AdWords to automatically adjust your bidding in the first video. And so you watch that video, and it's really good – he's got good quality graphics. He's got cartoon stuff flying in and out. And and then you even if you're AdWords somewhat intermediate, you go, wow, I didn't know AdWords could do that. And then Udemy asks for a review. And you're like, damn, Great. like <laughs> five stars. Like I did not know this. And he taught me something in the first video. So whenever I hear somebody saying, oh, I teach programming. It takes an hour to download and install and set up. I'm like, like an AdWords guy just showed us that you can teach something in the first free preview video and he's got 4.8 stars rating and this is exactly why. Okay, so um, get right into something. Now you can, I think what you can do is you can, t you can show them something. So even if they can't do it themselves, um, so let's say, Phil, for, for photography, you can take a camera and you can t take one of those obscure features, panorama or something, yep. that, that only 1% of people ever touch and you can say, this is how you create a hammer and a photo. And so you, you take them through it. You don't have to necessarily teach them how to do it, but you show them it can be done. And then you've taught them something or showed them something cool. Uh, and then Udemy asks for the review. And then you can say, okay, this is what aperture means. This yeah. is what, uh, you know, the size of the lens matters. Like you can get into the boring stuff after you showed them something cool. So there's a, there's a tip is... Is I think whatever you're teaching, do something cool first, get the review, and then go into the boring stuff. Yeah, I think that's the best thing for getting good reviews. And I've tried to go through some of my older classes and update the first section so it's not the 18-minute lecture of me talking about my college experience. <laughs> uh, so, like, for example, like in my new video editing class, I did almost exactly what you're talking about. It's not in the first lesson, but it's before the review. I yeah. show people how to stabilize shaky footage with an effect in Premiere Pro. And this is something that... I don't talk right. about effects until a lot later in the course, but it's a cool trick that a lot of people might be interested in when they're shooting with handheld phones or whatever. So I think that's a really... That's absolutely right. So absolutely, you want to show them something that even an intermediate person would say, oh, I didn't know that was that could be done. Yeah. And and then you can you can get into the... Now, you can just not get into the boring stuff ever, but if you have to get into the boring stuff, do it after the 10 minute mark um, and be absolutely aware where that where is Udemy asking for the review. So create yourself a student account and roll in your course and watch your course and see where that pop up happens and think, wow, I didn't even get into the good stuff before Udemy's asking and move the good stuff uh, into this period before that. Yeah, that's really good stuff. So what mm -hmm. about instead of not the course creation process, but launching a course, how are you launching your courses on Udemy and what advice do you have about that? So 
you know, when you're first starting out, when you when you've got nothing, um, you know, like I'm I'm I didn't have any list, I didn't have any uh, plan. I I created my first course, I launched it, and I just so happened to have caught into, like I said, a topic area that was popular that didn't have a good course on it. Um, but for a lot of people, that just doesn't work that way, right? So you then you need to um, come up with a plan. I think I think you should know before you hit the submit button uh, what you're going to do next. So don't just hit the submit and say, whew, done, and go away for a week's vacation and then come back and think, okay, now it's been a couple of weeks. What am I going to do? So before you hit the submit, I didn't actually hit the submit when it, my course was done, I actually waited to a particular time. I knew what day I was gonna I was gonna hit. So, um, you know, in terms of launching, I, I think you you have to hit the ground running. The first thirty days are critical. Okay, so you have to get out there, and I say this uh, sometimes: whatever you need to do that is allowed. Do not break the rules ever, but whatever you do that can do that's allowed, you need to get at least one review. You have to. Having zero reviews is um, the worst position that you can be in on Udemy. If you do a search for a term, the the last course on the last page has zero reviews, okay? So don't have zero reviews. Ask your mother, uh, find a friend at work to legitimately take your course and um, without asking them what star level – uh, hopefully they like you enough that they'll give you a proper review. Um, get one review. The next milestone is five reviews. Okay, so you need five reviews to be considered new and noteworthy. And so uh, but as soon as you get your one review, you got to be thinking, where am I going to get four more reviews? And you're going to be posting to your Twitter. You're going to be uh, finding people who would necessarily be interested in your topic, going into Quora, going into Reddit, going wherever you can go. And get the four more people to take your course however they can to give you five legitimately good reviews. Um, at that point, you're on new noteworthy. You're going to be at the top of search results, hopefully the second or third course for that term. And that's where you got to hope that Udemy kick, kicks in. If you've got five reviews and your course is not selling organically, um, I don't. how do I say this and be polite? You've got problems, okay? So that that five reviews and no sales is is a um, to me is a touchstone where it's like you have to sit back and say, what did I do that this course is not appealing to people? Yeah, and maybe it's your title they're not clicking on. Maybe right. it's your description. Maybe it's yeah your promo, promo video. video. Are there? I know you've done a lot of research, and I don't know how much you really know about the SEO of courses. But aside from reviews, are there? other ways that people can increase the ranking of their course? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what is going to sell yeah. your course organically. So, um, yeah, so reviews and the number of reviews and the, um, the the average review rating together are the largest uh, ranking score in terms of how you're going to be positioned in search. So you'll find generally the number one course for any search term is got the most reviews, okay, uh, generally. There's there's little uh, uh, exceptions here and there. Then the new noteworthy. So that's why I said if you want to get five stars, you can land in second position with five stars because you're new. Um, what I would say too is um, be very clear in creating your course, what your course is about, and using words that people would use to search for that. 
So you're either going to name your course after the problem or you're going to name the course after a product name, so uh, like a solution, okay? So either it's going to be, um, you know, um, let's say your problem is um, how to, you know, get a job, whatever. Mm -hmm. So resume, job, those are kind of the keywords. So you you have a problem of getting a job or you have a problem with creating a resume, that's fine. But if you're, you're doing a course about Photoshop, it's going to be f your title and your keywords have to be focused around the product, which is Photoshop. So um, I see a lot of people, not a lot, maybe there's, a, there's some people that, that name their course 10 Steps to Get Better Sleep. And I'm like, well, that might be a great blog post title or a BuzzFeed article, but none of those words are what people are searching. 10 Steps to Get Better Sleep. They're not keywords. They're not searchable. So besides the reviews, yeah, you're right. Having a title that is related to what people commonly use to search is important. Got it. So I was talking to Udemy about this with my last course, and we were trying to come up with a title, and it was for the Video Production Boot Camp, which right now is just called the Video Production Boot Camp. Usually, I've created my titles like, it's like Video Production Boot Camp, and then like Create Better Videos or something. And Udemy mm -hmm. told me, like, you want your title to be have that benefit in it, but they, they've seen that shorter titles also are working better now. So yeah. how do we balance, like, wanting to include keywords, but also keeping it, like, simple and short? So I can also say, um, and it's, it's fair to say, the more successful that you are on Udemy, the more leeway you have to, be, um, to break the rules in terms of titles. And so uh, I used to, you know, I have an SEO course on Udemy, um, and I used to say, keep your titles as short as possible. But the number one course on Udemy is Rob Percival's The Complete Web Developer Course, Learn 15 Web Projects. Like, his title uses up every character. Mm -hmm. And so I used to say, listen, he's Rob Percival, and, you know, he doesn't have to follow the rules when it comes to your course title. So... It's it's um, presumptuous of me, but perhaps the video production boot camp would not have been successful if you did not have 20 other super successful courses with a couple hundred thousand students. Um, so if you're just starting out and you're like, because because um, you know, so so you might be better doing the Adobe Premiere course or being better doing the um, cr you know create a documentary course or um, Paul Jenkins does courses on. Uh, on filmmaking, yeah. right? And, and I'm sure that's an area that's also in your heart too. Um, filmmaking is a great topic. It's got people will search filmmaking, right? If that's a, because that's not the same as courses, it's not the same as videos. Right. Filmmaking is a, a field of study. So, um, yeah, partly is, you know, the better, I more mean, successful I've, you are, the, the, the more you can do a little bit of uh, uh, non keyword specific stuff. Yeah. And I think that goes for just everything and even reviews. And, it's something that I think a lot of beginners will hear this and they'll be like, well, this is unfair. Like you guys are yeah. successful. Like it's just easy for you Give to us rank a chance. I want to have a chance too. Yeah. But Scott and I started from nothing. We started, yeah. st started with no online presence. We weren't able to like automatically get our courses, but, but now I can say that I do have that advantage of like when I launch a course, I'm going to get 20, 30, 40, 50 reviews within the first couple of weeks or so and that you know it's hard for me to say it's not unfair because like if i was someone else i'd be Those like 
dang, well, how do I rank? I, you know, I'll say this, like, um, you know, Tom Cruise gets uh, $25 million for a movie. But you know why he gets $25 million for a movie is because there's going to be 40 million people who will see the movie only because it's Tom Cruise and have no concept of what who the actors are, the, the who wrote it, what it's about. And so, um, you know, Phil, I will buy a course from you because I know you. I have your YouTube course. I have your financial planning course. I have your – I have – um, purchased with money, ten courses <laughs> from you. Um, so you know what I mean. Like you have earned your uh, your following. And so if if there's people that will buy a course that Phil Ebner creates because Phil Ebner's got a a brand name that means quality courses and great support. So and hopefully, I mean, I want to put myself in that position too, where I, I get people um, now who message me on Udemy. Can you create a course on this topic? Can you create a course on that topic? And that's like awesome, right? Because you've got people asking you to create a course on a topic and you get enough of those and you're like, well, I got 10 people who would willingly buy a course for me on this topic. I just need the time to create that. So um, yeah, you're, you've, you build a reputation and it's just like having a brand name, you know? Yeah, um, that's true. Like people buy, uh, buy Mercedes Benz because Mercedes has a, reputation for that quality or whatever so uh, yeah um, that's true i mm -hmm. guess it's something for people to that's the that's the ultimate goal is like to build that audience and to build that yeah. reputation so that everything snowballs on udemy it's the number of courses you have the number of reviews everything and it's not limited to udemy let's you know be clear same thing happens for skillshare Right. So the more courses you have, the more followers you have, the more students you have. When you launch your next course, you have 10,000 people who get an email message from Skillshare saying, hey, guess what? Scott Duffy's got a new course or Phil Ebner's got a new course or whatever. So uh, it's like that in life. It's like that in, in you know, movie stars and in uh, courses and in books. You know, when Stephen King creates a new book, it's got a guaranteed sell of so many million copies. The publisher can print them in advance because they know whatever it is, he can put anything on paper and he'll get some sales. So um, so uh, to, to loop back, when I launched my last course, I knew kind of in advance a number in my head as to how many will sell in the first month because I'm like, well, I have this many students and I know this many are kind of interested in this topic and I've got a brand new awesome course on that. It'll hit them right down the center of what they're looking for. And so I can say, well, X percent of my existing students will buy times Y dollars equals, you know, when you get to a certain level of success, you can do the math and it becomes more reliable. Yeah. It's well, hopefully everyone listening gets there someday. Uh, I want to ask you one more thing about uh, or go ahead if you have any. Other well, I was going to say just be intentional about that. Like sit down and say I need to get 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 students by next year this time and and set yourself that goal. Don't think about the money. You can think about the money, but don't. But think about you got to build a ramp to get to a high level. You can't just take an elevator to that level. Mm, mm, powerful, powerful yeah. stuff. Can we talk a little bit about your ads experiment? And no, no, just okay. kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> I know that you've been playing with uh, Google ads and it's something that yeah. I think every instructor or most instructors who have been doing this for a while would love to know the secret sauce. But I also know that I sat in a, a session with Udemy at Udemy Live and they said they've spent 
you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on this and they're still figuring it out. And it just made me think, well, I can't do it. But it seems like you've yeah. had a little bit of success with it. So, yeah, I think just like we were saying, video production is a skill. I think um, making doing marketing is a skill. All right. So any kind of marketing, whether it's paid or free um, affiliate marketing, content marketing, you do it and you do it and you do it. And finally, you start to say, ah, oh, this is getting easier. Um, so. I can say that in December of 2016, I spent $3,000 on Facebook ads, okay, for my Udemy courses. This is kind of sound insane to some people. People are like, what? <laughs> yeah. um, I can also say that I made that money back, so I didn't lose $3,000 on ads. So, um, you know… Here, the thing is, I'm also I'm fortunate that I do have Udemy income coming, and I can I can afford to, to take a small part of it and risk it and say, okay, I'm going to try an ad. If it works, it doesn't work. So experimentation. So, um, so to me, it's just like when you're trying to create an offer and entice people. It's like a in any kind of advertising, and if you go through your life and and see ads everywhere you go, somebody's trying to find what that secret is to say, what can I say to you? That will stop, make you stop scrolling Facebook because everyone's there scrolling, 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 scrolling. I need them to stop. And if I can learn that, that's a skill that will that will make me rich for the rest of my life, no matter what happens. If you can learn advertising, if you can learn marketing, copywriting, um, then you can sell dishwashers, cars, courses, books, anything in life, right? So to me, this is one of those fundamental life skills. Um, I thought I thought the same thing about video production too. I said, no matter what happens with you to me, even if if I, my first course was a terrible failure, I want to learn video production. I think in 2014, 15, 16, going forward, it's a skill that everyone needs to have. All of our teenagers walking around doing Snapchats, um, Facebook Live, YouTube Live. So video is a skill. Um, and it's and no matter what you do, you'll benefit from learning it. I say the same thing about advertising. So this is my my goal for um, November, December, and now I'm into January um, of learning the the what works, what doesn't work, how to target people. If I can figure out who my best audience is, what is the words that I say that will attract people? Who am I looking for? developers who want to get promotion am i looking for people who are already in that field that want to get certified am i looking for people in non-related fields who are looking to switch careers completely i don't know uh and which which is my best and if i can learn that then i can i can take that back and create better products uh, for those people so um i don't have any any great secrets to share yet it's uh it's a work in progress of ongoing learning. Um, it's there, hard. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I don't know if it's the right time to yeah try to teach people how to do ads for your courses, but are there any other ways that you've successfully been able to sell your courses to the non-Udemy audience? Yeah. So uh, I can say my, you know, uh, my number one external sales channel has been YouTube. Um, I think YouTube is a very good uh, relationship between people are looking for videos and then you have a video course product to sell. And so it's seamless in terms of I'm looking for videos about Oracle 
oh, there's an Oracle course, $19, I'll buy it, you know. So it's um, as opposed to, uh, you know, Facebook, as opposed to Google, uh, YouTube is going to be sort of a seamless thing. Um, I've made, you know, th thousands, thousand, two thousand, three thousand $2,000, $3,000 uh, with coupon codes. I will say I don't have very many followers, so it's not a matter of subscribers, I guess they're called. Uh, it's not a matter of having a channel with 50,000 subscribers. If you have a, a video that's useful, interesting, gets a lot of engagement, which I have a few videos where I'm getting comments every day in my email. This is great video. Thanks. This is great. Um, so if you can make a video that catches that answer to that question that people are searching for, um, then you can attract their attention and you can lead them to wherever you want them to go. Are you, and that sounds really great about coming up with those videos, but are there any ways that for any topic people can come up with those videos that people are searching for? Um, to me, it was, uh, I don't think that I have a, a particular system for it. What I sat, I did one day is I sat down and I just made a list. Um, so let's say I've got a course on certification, a number of courses on certification. And so I said, well, how much does it cost? How hard is it? Um, what is it? What is it even? I have never heard of this before. You just sit down and you go through the. You can you can brainstorm in about ten minutes, twenty or thirty basic questions on a topic, and then it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to create one video on each question. And so, if you're in uh, programming, if you're in photography, if you're in whatever, you can then say, okay. And, and, um, you know, that's pretty good. I, I've never really thought about it that, that way. Like I've, well, I've kind of thought about, it, but just like, yeah, come up with the top 10 so I did that. questions. I have a, a book somewhere with all, you know, top 10 or 20 questions. And I thought I'm going to create one video to answer one question. It's about three or four minutes long. And the, one of them is one of my most successful videos is talk. It's called what is rest and rest is a, um, a, a way of, of writing a certain programming, uh, style. And so, um, yeah, it's like I'm getting. Oh my God, I watched hours of, of Oracle videos, and this is the most interest. This is the one that finally made it click for me. So if you if you just practice, uh, you never know what's really going to hit. Um, you know, but do your best, create videos, and it'll make you better creating courses. Um, That's you know. true. That's mm. true. Cool. Well, Scott, we're wrapping up, uh, yeah. but I want to hear about. Your goals. I know one of your goals is to catch me on Udemy with my revenue in a single month, and I know you're going to do it someday. But yeah, where do you make it hard, man? What are your plans for the next couple few years with online courses? What What are you hoping for? Okay, so I have a lifetime goal to teach one million students. So before I I die, um, I don't know. I don't care uh, how, where, when, uh, and why, but I will reach out and touch with a little finger, a million students with some piece of knowledge of mine. Um, so I'm at 30,000 on Udemy. Uh, I've got uh, 20 or 30,000 views on YouTube. So um, that's, that's sort of an overriding goal. For me, um, you know, I've got, I, in, my in my bullet journal, I've got a list of goals for 2017. I think I do need to figure out, um, it, you know, I don't want to be one of those instructors and not not offensive to people who are like that, but I don't want to always be creating courses every month. It gets tiring after a while. Um, I want to I want to do other things. I want to travel. I want to turn my attention to reading books or other interests. So um, I need to figure out 
how to create courses and then not create courses and make sort of a, a rhythm and not just sort of create, 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 create. Um, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's I, I probably have 20 ideas for courses and I probably will do three of them. So it's, um, you know, but that's, and other people have different styles. I'm not knocking it. Um, especially something like Skillshare where they encourage you to create a new course every three weeks or whatever it is. Um, that's a different style. For me, I'd rather just create something. I'll spend six months creating something and then I'll spend six months resting or whatever it is. Yeah. Three and three. I love that. So that's, the, that's my philosophy and I'll just keep doing that. Yeah. No, I love that. And I feel like I am one of those people that creates, 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 and it, you know, it ends up making me feel like, I don't know, crazy sometimes. <laughs> so. Well, you're, you know, and, and my, I have, my wife is my partner, um, as well as my partner, but she's, I, I talk to her a lot and she's always telling me like, um, you know, you got to, uh, you're, you're working hard now and I'm sure you're the same way working hard now. And in a couple of years from now, then you'll have the free, more freedom to, to do something different. So you're sort of sacrificing the short term to gain in the long term. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any specific plans in terms of like branching out onto my own site or, you know, launching courses on many different platforms. Um, but I do want to create, I'm trying to work on my quality and I'm trying to create even better quality videos, watching video school online, uh, and trying to get that, that level of quality that I want. I want people to look at my videos and say, you know, how did he do that? And um, then my competitors will just slink off and say, no, there's no <laughs> point competing with him. Well, that's a great goal. And Video School Online is the place to learn all that. How yeah. about you? Where can people find out more information about you, people listening? Where do you want them to go? Um, so I've been I've been getting onto Twitter more. I, I sort of let it drop and now I'm back. So Scott J. Duffy on Twitter. I'm also Scott J. Duffy on YouTube. Um yeah, follow me in either of those places, and um, you know you'll you'll uh, get my witticisms, my brilliant insights. If you do happen to get into one of my courses, uh, I do love sending educational announcements that are actually helpful, and with you know tips, things that I've seen, things that you don't really hear um, in the larger group. So don't block my educational announcements, please. Um, I hopefully they're super helpful. So, yeah, one of those three places. And, um, you know, if anyone wants to reach out to me, tweet me, and I'll, uh, I'll respond back and, and would love to, uh, to, to build up a conversation. I talk to hundreds and hundreds of instructors, and I love it. So thank Perfect. you. Awesome. Well, Scott, thanks so much for all your help online, helping new instructors with the questions that they post in the Facebook groups and for everything you've shared today. Well, thank you, Phil, and uh, all the best to your new venture. And, uh, you know, everyone loves you, so keep it up. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, there's no better way to learn how to create and sell online courses than heading over to OnlineCourseMasters.com and downloading your free seven-step guide to success. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen and make sure to leave a rating. If you do, I might even read it on a future show. Help us reach our first 100 ratings. It'll just take one extra minute of your time. Thanks, have a beautiful day, and we'll see you next week on the next episode.